Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will help you lead a more confident life, become that leader that you always knew you could be, and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, my guest is Elena Fuecas. <laughs> Say it. Eleni Fuaxis. <laughs> ah, Eleni Fuaxis. We access. We, okay, so, your yeah. name is is much harder than mine. Fui access. Oh, that's I got it there, right? Fui access. Few access, like few, few. have access. Few access. All right. See, this tells you all that anyone can do a podcast. Few access. Yes. All right. She has a pretty impressive background. She's an author, a teacher, SAG actress, model mother times two, and budding entrepreneur. She is constantly growing and rediscovering. And she threw caution to the wind and left a lucrative career in sales in New York City to pursue her childhood dream of acting, much to the dismay of her friends and family. At the ripe old age of 30, Without any industry knowledge or contracts, contacts, she launched a successful acting career and spanned that over two decades and is still going strong at the age of 52. Yay! (laughs) Awesome. In addition to her thriving acting and modeling career, she recently published her first child children's book, Picky Patrick, and has added publishing to her repertoire. During the height of COVID, she switched gears yet again and became a certified teacher in New York City to serve children and give back to her community. She has overcome self-doubts, divorce, and a multitude of obstacles and has reinvented herself many times more times than she can count. She is living a purpose-driven life and hopes to inspire and motivate men and women, especially mothers, to get out of their way, get out of their comfort zone, listen to their intuition, find their life's passion, and live it out loud. Take that leap of faith, apply for that promotion, write your book, tell your story, change your career, get out of that destructive relationship, stop self-sabotaging 
and invest in yourself because you are worth it. She believes rejection is just redirection and failure can be your best friend. We're going to talk about how to identify your passion and trust your intuition. Two of my most favorite subjects. Please join me in welcoming, welcoming Alina Few Access. <laughs> Thank you so much, Vicki, for that warm introduction. I'm so thrilled to be here. So fan. impressive. Big fan. And to be a teacher at 52. It's never too to late, you. Vicky. I'm living proof. It's never <laughs> too late. <laughs> yes. So we always start with easy question. Where do you call home? I know we know the answer, but where in New York City are you? So I'm in Long Island City, Queens. Ah, yes. Is, yeah, this is home. Yeah. My daughter did an internship at a fashion house and she was in Brooklyn and um, Flatbush. Oh, okay. Not too far from here. Yeah. So I, I, I took many buses. <laughs> <laughs> what a great mom. Yeah. So does everyone have intuition? Absolutely. 1000%. And it might sound hard to believe, but I think the people that don't realize they have it are the ones who either are not seeking for it yeah, or are not slowing down to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. For the last uh, two and a half years, we've learned how slowing down is not so bad. That's true, Vicki, but you know, I, I have to say, I have a lot of friends and know a lot of people who were in it, you know, with the rest of us when the whole world shut down. And I know a lot of people who said to me, when did you, when did this book come out? When did you get certified to teach? And I was like, when the world shut down, I was, I was teaching myself. I was studying. I was getting certifications. I was doing research. I was reading books and they were like, I don't know where those two years went. So that's why I say yeah. I, you have to really search for it. And mm -hmm. the world did come to a halt and some people stepped up and some people stepped out. Yeah, very true. If you just think of the time that you commuted, that you weren't commuting, what could you do in that one to two hours? If yes, that time alone, Vicki, mm -hmm. just the commute time alone. Yeah. Yeah, I really believe it happened for a reason. And Me too. I remember in the thick of it when I was pulling my hair out with my teenage boys at home, figuring what mm. I was going to do to pay the bills and how we were going to get through it and how to teach them and help support them remotely. I was thinking, embrace this time, Eleni. Yeah. why do I have this time? What is it here to teach me? What am I meant to do? Like, yeah. embrace it. So true. How can I listen to my intuition and how does it help to guide me? So the first thing, I mean, I kind of alluded to it already. The first mm -hmm. thing we need to do truly is stop everything. And what does that mean? It means you need to disconnect mm -hmm. from the devices. And then you also need to quiet your mind. Yeah. And you need to tune everybody else and everything else out. 
And then once you do that, that's when the in, your intuition that's already there will seep into your soul. And that's when you can really tap into it. Yeah. And I think there's so many people out there that don't know how to deal with the quiet and um, are uncomfortable with the quiet. So it's not something that, you know, you have to take baby steps. And that's something that I'm trying to teach my grandchildren too, is Mm -hmm. it's okay not to have something to do. It's okay to just sit and look at the sky yes, and appreciate the trees and, and whatever. The breeze and the mm. birds. And absolutely, it's good for children to be bored. And I love that you said that, Vicki, because I grew up in a household. I was one of six children and my grandparents lived at home and I had other family who were living with us. So at any given night, on any given evening, there could be up to 16 people at the <laughs> table. I kid you not. I mean, at one point when we got older, my my parents had intercoms installed into the house. So it was always loud. It was always vivacious. There was always a lot of energy. It was always surrounded by people. So as an adult, I was not comfortable with quiet. Mm. I was not comfortable being on my own. I remember my ex-husband saying to me, I would call him and say when we were married, like, you know, let's do this. Let's go do that. Or, and if he was not available, he was like, I can't do it. And he's like, I know you're not going. And I was like, well, maybe I'll venture out on my own. He's like, I know you'll never do that because he knew me so well. And I was so used to having like an army and a village of people around. And as I got older, especially as life just kept, you know, coming at me and throwing me lemons and obstacles and I kept just getting quiet, getting still and practicing meditation. And you asked about how to listen to it, how to tap into it. And meditation is my number one go-to. And I've been meditating. I meditate now daily, sometimes two, three times a day, not as long. I'll do quick, like two minute meditations. And it's interesting you made a good point. Like I have a brother who lives in DC and I remember once I was visiting him and his wife and I was like introducing them to meditation and they Mm -hmm. were kind of like twitching their busy bodies and type A's. And I was like, sit down, we're going to do this. Even if we don't do a full session and it took them, you could tell they were not comfortable with Mm -hmm. the being still and the being quiet and the there's just so go, go, go. Right. Right. So it does take practice. And like you said, baby steps start yeah. out with simple two to five minute meditation daily. And there's all kinds of styles to do meditation, you know, just find what works for you. But the thing is, you just have to do it. You know, you have to do the quiet. I came from a large family too. I had seven kids, but wow. most of my childhood, there were only six of us and six kids. And my grandmother had a 60 acre farm and We would have on Saturday and Sundays, my aunts and uncle and their family would come. So we'd have like 25, 30 people in my grandmother's house. Mm -hmm. But I would go off in the and walk in the woods by myself just for quiet, just just to think. And um, 
And I think that's interesting that you gravitated towards that at a young age. Not everyone does. I learned very late in life. (laughs) Yeah, it's It's and and so, and that's why I try to teach that to my kids and my grandkids because I know that it will be serving them later in life. Right? Absolutely, it's invaluable. So, how can I identify and honor? my life's passion or purpose? I love that. It's such a deep question. Mm -hmm. So I think that once you bring a practice into your life where you're starting to get quiet and tune into your intuition, which I also call like your soul's whisper Mm -hmm. or your child's unfulfilled dream, (laughs) then you could start taking baby steps to work towards that. So mm-hmm. I really believe that intuition, Vicky, is is what takes us to our passion, yeah. if that makes sense. So the intuition is, you know, kind of your head on your pillow at night, and it's like that child's unfulfilled wish. And then the passion is the thing that's going to drive you and get you yeah. there, if you will. Right, right. And that passion is contagious. And I think, you know, part of what I do is is help to have you be comfortable to bring out that passion when you're talking to it. But that passion, when you talk about what you love, what you know, what what you believe in, it just comes out and it's contagious. It's pouring out of you. Yes, exactly. And it's infectious. And I always say to friends and also, you know, other people that I work with when they're trying to shift careers and so forth, I always tell them it takes work, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, absolutely. That's when you know you found your passion. Right, right. So do, how do I find tools or resources or the courage to change (laughs) careers? You know, courage is one of my ones that I always talk about. How do you do that? It's a loaded question. So there's, you know, resources, I think is talking to different people, doing research and, and dabbling. Like I'm a really big believer in, you know, a little dabble before you take a huge leap because it will, then you could start listening to that intuition and say, Oh, is this inspiring me? Is this Mm. motivating me? Am I like on fire when I'm talking about this? Like I remember, okay, during COVID, let's give everyone out there an example. I was trying so many different things. I was like, Oh, I love those fancy lashes, the extensions all the way there. <laughs> I think I'm going to become a lash technician. I invited my niece over. I went and bought a kit from the, the local pharmacy and I laid her out on the couch. And let me tell you, I broke my back. My hands were shaking. She was like, no, no. She was so sweet trying to encourage me. She's like, you're doing great. You got this. You're going to be the most amazing lash technician ever. She sat up and half her lashes fell off. I was like, okay, this is definitely. <laughs> Definitely not doable. I'm not good at this. I don't have a knack for it. I'm so over it. I try. I wanted to do wardrobe styling. This is actually a great tip that I've given a lot of friends. So if you think you want to um, start a small business, you could start it on a very small yeah. scale with zero money down. So let's let's say you want to become a wardrobe stylist. That's you think you think it's your life's passion. Mm-hmm. And let's say you work at a bank during the day. 
go online to like Craigslist or Yelp, all those online communities of local retailers. Just put up your picture, add a little blurb, a profile. I actually did this for wardrobe styling because mm-hmm. I was an actress and a model for so many years. And I was like, I know how to put these, you know, put together. Yeah. I love clothes and fashion and accessories. And I just put pictures of like, you know, people that I had styled, you just start mm-hmm. styling friends and families, post some pictures, yeah. see what the response is. Do it on a Saturday, take it for a test drive. You think you want to do landscaping? Go to a friend's backyard, make over their lawn and yeah. their backyard. Go to Home Depot, buy them, you know, all everything you need, the accessories, the fertilizer, do their backyard, put a little sign up front and watch the phone start ringing. And then yeah. once you do it a couple of weeks and see, is this something I enjoy doing? Is mm-hmm. it something I can make money at? Is it something? And then you start to see and yeah. feel. And trust me, there's so many things that I've tried where I'm like, mm, that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is so helpful in finding the yeah. one that is. Yeah, yeah, so true. So what inspired you to write that children's book? My children. Yeah. My, I have two boys. And actually, I love sharing this story because it took me eight years to bring this book to fruition. I was a busy working mom and I was overwhelmed, like many yeah. parents, moms and dads and even grandparents are trying to help raise their grandchildren. It takes a village. And I was exhausted. And I knew the importance of reading to children. Yeah. And connecting with them when they're coming out of the shower Mm -hmm. and they're all like damp and squishy and you're cuddling with them. So I would love doing that. I had a rocking chair and I would sit and rock my two boys, Zen and Billy. And so many times, Vicky, I could not keep my eyes open. <laughs> Been I there. Not. I'm telling oh my you, God. necessity is the mother of invention. I was exhausted. So I started telling them made up stories. And what happened is these two little rascals enjoyed them so much that they would wake up the next day and say, mom, what happened? What happened? <laughs> story ends? And I would say, I don't remember. And they were like, mom, write it down. You're going to start writing these stories down. And I was like, I am. And they were like, yep. And one day my son came home, my older son, Zen. And he said, I asked Miss Clancy for permission. We're going to use her copy machine. You're going to make copies of the book and we're going to make lemonade and we're going to make a stand. We used to do that all the time with my kids. Make a stand and sell the book in front of the house. That's it. That's what we're doing. And I was like, wow, these kids will not let up. So I did start compiling the stories, putting them together. And then that's when my marriage fell apart. In life, really, my life came undone. I um, I lost myself. I lost my publisher. I lost time, money, confidence. Wow. I lost everything. I lost myself, Vicky, truly. And eight years later, I kept my promise to my children and to myself. And I just published my first children's book. Yes, so good. That's a great story. And, and it's Children good for people to hear inspiration. What was that? I'm sorry. I said, it's what people need to hear too, that there are so many people that have these dreams that they keep on pressing down, pressing down, you know, later, later. And I'm just telling you someday is today. Yes. 
I just remember that. that someday is today. I love that. And remember me because it took me eight years. Yeah. And, it, and you know what? I included that in the back of the book because I wanted to share the journey. I feel like with social media, everybody looks like they're changing careers oh, and yeah. becoming celebrities and best-selling authors overnight. I'm so over it. That's not how it happens. And I'm like, you know what? Everybody run your own race. The most important thing yeah. is enjoy the journey yes. and <laughs> see it through to the end. And I can't wait to hear from everybody listening on how they're going to follow through on, on yeah. their, their yeah, inspiration or passion. Awesome. So I, I know we all have this and, and maybe, maybe a lot of people don't want to talk about it, but what was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Uh, I, I want to say that everybody defines failure in a different way. Mm -hmm. And just having shared that I am divorced, I just want to say loud and clear, I do not consider that a failure and certainly not my greatest failure. First of all, I have two incredible kids yeah. um, that came out of that marriage and I have zero regrets and it made me the woman that I am today. So that's right. first and foremost. Secondly, I will say there was a time in my career um, when I had an opportunity to go to Vancouver to uh, be the lead in a new television series. And it was an incredible, juicy, meaty role. And I was at the height of my career as an actress in New York mm -hmm. City. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then they told me I had to relocate to do the show. And I was like, but I auditioned in New York and I thought, and they were like, it's shooting in Vancouver, like pack your bags, get your hubby, we'll relocate, you will find your house, get the kids, get the, and I was like, I don't want to relocate my kids. I don't want to yeah. move. I don't want, and it was, I was tormented at the time my agent dropped me. I was getting work with this agent and they dropped me and I was so profoundly upset. It changed the trajectory of my yeah. career. But um, I mean, what I learned now, looking back, I didn't know it at the time. At the time, I was truly devastated. I was like, I will never work in this town again. And oh, I don't know if I made the right choice. But now looking back, never let go of your values. Yeah. Never. And for yeah. me, I was like, I did not have kids to hand them off to someone else. Right. And I had seen so many actors and actresses who had their children with their babysitters in their dressing room and right. were literally sometimes pumping milk and handing off bottles. And I was like, I wouldn't, I can't do that. That's yeah. not who I am. And you know what? Not sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so. What's the worst lesson your parents taught you and how has it stifled your career and personal development? Do we need a, a, a longer time than? <laughs> yes, we do actually. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, I could go on and on with this one because you know what? Our parents, you know, in that- There's no handbook. 
There's no handbook. There's no handbook. And you know what, Vicki, they didn't know any better. Yeah. yeah. Now we're teaching children about self-awareness and, you know, social, emotional learning and all this great stuff. And our, our parents didn't know any better. But what I will say is they taught me to care so deeply about what other people think. Mm. And it paralyzed me. I became fearful of making the wrong move, telling and connecting and trusting the wrong people. I learned to care more about what other people thought of me than what I thought of myself. It was really something that I tried so hard not to pass on to my children. Mm -hmm. And I'm so proud of that because I realized what a disservice it was, truly. So yeah. if anybody's listening, if you're a father, a grandmother, if you have kids, grandkids, or just for yourself, like who gives a damn what everybody else thinks? Like at the end of the day, make yourself happy when you're living your life's truest purpose mm-hmm. and you're happy and fulfilled, then that's the greatest yeah, reward. That's sure. why we're all here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it is now time for rapid fire. So I have four questions for you. Why do you describe failure as your best friend? Because we know each other so well and we've gotten (laughs) so intimate over the years, Vicki. (laughs) Perfect. Because I've learned from every single failure to this day, every time something seems like it's not going my way, I stop, I pause, and I'm like, what is it here to teach me? Yeah. So if you look at failure as your teacher, then it is your best friend. And a lot of times your best friend will tell you the way it really is. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so does failure. Yes, exactly. I love that you said that. <laughs> when will I be ready to write? Oh, no. <laughs> I know I'm oh, going to be is ready. is this one for you? Okay. No, no. If And in our audience, we'll go that way. And they're thinking, I have a book in me. Or maybe they're, they don't think they have a book. When When is the time where you say, I'm ready? I'm ready to write my book. I'm ready to change my career. I'm ready to become an entrepreneur. How do we know? So this might sound shocking. That day will never come. (laughs) (laughs) This may shock the listeners because listen to what I'm about to say. You are waiting for that day to come. And what I'm suggesting is that day is already here. So what we do is we say, when is that time going to come? When is that man going to come? When is that new job going to come? And what we have to start doing is grab tonight, Mm -hmm. grab a a little notebook and start writing down your thoughts. Maybe it's going to turn into a monologue and a one woman show. Maybe it's going to turn into your next bestseller. Like the time is now people. Yeah. I think if people allow themselves to get quiet and reflective, they will realize that there were a lot of opportunities that they just let slip by. Mm -hmm. 
because they didn't say even maybe not not even yes but maybe that might even take a moment and that self-doubt just creeps in and keeps us from really achieving all the greatness that we could definitely so relatable we have all been there all right besides your two boys what do you consider consider your greatest accomplishment Okay, you got me there because my children are definitely number one and number two. Uh, my children's book, my children's book series, um, it promotes social emotional learning. It took me eight years. It's a labor of love. It was inspired by my children. I've been sharing it in schools here in New York City. I have traveled the country and went to Montana. And I read this book on prairies and in Indian reservations and in mm. colonies and private schools and public schools. And I cannot wait to share it with the world. Awesome. And it really, again, if you think back on your passion and um, your intuition, but this is your legacy that you've left. And now other people can see what your passion was and maybe take that intuition to that next level of, I can do this because I'm going by my gut and my gut says that that someday is today and I'm going to do it. Right. Yes. I would love that. That's really why we're all here to impact yeah. each other. And so we can raise each other up so that we're all living our fullest and best lives. And the best way to do that is to impact others. And I hope that, you know, someone out there is inspired to really mm -hmm. listen to their intuition, their voice, and take that chance and believe in themselves. Absolutely. So what's your next path on your journey? Wow, I love that. Um, I see, I, I feel like my intuition is telling me something in front of a microphone or either producing something. I always envision my uh, children's book. So Picky Patrick is the first book. He has siblings. He has Smelly Nelly, Steven, <laughs> Negative Nathan. I see it as almost like a comic strip or uh, a children's show or, yeah, but that's, that's down the road for sure. I'm getting ahead of myself, but you know what? I'm putting it out into the universe. Yeah, Why for not? sure. It's, it's speaking to me absolutely all right and you need to make sure that you make that an audible book too oh yes it's actually on my to-do list thank yeah. you yeah yeah because again the moms that maybe don't have time to read all the time right. let your kids just listen to it and look at the book uh, you know um there's there's all kinds of things that you could do with that to, and that would help them to read uh, my grandson who's three does uh, looks on for disney plus and he watches those shows and i put the caption up so he can see the words going by and starting to get familiar yeah. and start to point out the words that he recognizes and so i i think you could do that with your, your books too. Absolutely. Yes. Thank All right. You. We're going to make a, a whole series for them. 
it's time now for those that are just listening to go ahead, grab that pencil and paper or pen and paper, and I'm going to give you some contact information so you can get in touch with Elena or Lini. All right, so we have thekidsweelove.com is the website, thekidsweelove.com. She's on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, again, remind them the name of the book. The name of the book is Picky Patrick. And, and when is it out now or no? Yes, yes, it's out. It's in bookstores and it's on uh, Amazon and Barnes and Noble and yeah. All right. So we want to make sure that we go to Amazon and get that book for your kiddos or grandkids. Christmas is coming up around the bend. So today we talked a lot about intuition, purpose, passion, and really, I just think the main thing for me today is, is just remember that you've got to just go for it. Trust in your gut and go for it. You gave us great tips, great stories. I love that you still tell stories so well. Thank you. So as always, you need to connect, go to the website, and also remember that life is a journey, and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.